Hi everyone, my name is Joey Roy Bontoc, Colliers Philippines Associate Director and Head of Research. And welcome to the first episode of Colliers Insights Podcast, a podcast series where Colliers experts comment on the latest real estate news and provide you, our listeners, with insights on issues affecting the Philippine real estate market. Today, we are with our Director and Head of Office Services, Landlord Representation, Marie-Christina Hawson, with whom we will discuss the current state of the Philippines' office real estate market. Marie-Christina and I will discuss what many of us are already familiar with, the green, healthy, and sustainable office buildings, a timely subject given the current situation and uh, might even be a key in the office market supposed to pandemic recovery. So let's dive right in. Hi, Chris. Hi, Joey. Good to see you again. And here's my first question. An estimated 40% of new office supply from 2022 to 2024 will be lead well or BIRDE certified sustainable office uh, buildings. Can you identify the factors that uh, compel or encourage companies to locate within the sustainable and healthy uh, buildings? Thank you, Joey. Yes, we encourage everyone to choose green, to choose sustainable buildings. The benefits of locating in a green building include an average 35 lower carbon emissions, 40% lower water use, 50% lower energy use. So overall, big, big reductions. Thanks, Chris. Now, could you identify the uh, factors or reasons that encourage office developers and landlords to adopt the uh, sustainable route to office uh, development? Okay, just to define lead, it's leadership in energy and environmental design. So practicing green architecture could really translate to savings that it involves energy savings, cost savings, lower cost of construction. With the energy savings and tax incentive given by LGUs, it could do lower costs in all aspects. The city's green building ordinance of, in 2009 by Quezon City requires design, construction, and retrofitting of buildings, other structures, and movable properties to meet minimum standards of green infrastructure providing incentives. We're confident that a lot of LGUs will follow this bandwagon and encourage more incentives to landlords, you know, choosing green in their developments in their respective local um, government units. But do you see the demand for these healthy uh, spaces being sustained beyond the pandemic? If so, what's uh, behind this uh, optimism? Yes, definitely, Joey. Occupiers are more dis discerning with design considerations, for example, filtered air circulation, lower density ratios, high glass ratios for natural lighting. All these really as part of the building scorecard of occupiers in choosing new locations for them. Thank you, Chris. Now, here's what I really want to know, and uh, I believe that uh, a lot of our listeners uh, also uh, want to hear your insights. This is an elephant in the room that we need to address. Is it really expensive to be in a LEED, WELL, or BIRDES certified buildings? And what are the long-term benefits for companies and uh, their employees? Good question, Joey. You're correct. Being in a LEED building, you need to be able to use um, certain list of equipment, uh, systems, materials in the building. So the 
for CAPEX, approximately 15% increase in CAPEX, but overall OPEX will be lowered by approximately 15% too, as mentioned, because of the energy savings and utility. So overall, the operational costs in being in a green building definitely will outweigh the 15% increase in CAPEX. Agreed to hear that uh, landlords and, and tenants, uh, of course, benefit from these uh, healthy and sustainable office buildings. And also nice to hear the long term uh, benefits. Um, we see more developers uh, planning to build healthy and sustainable offices. How should they differentiate uh, their projects uh, in the market for them to stand out, especially in a market that is increasingly becoming uh, crowded? You're correct, Joey, um, especially in the Philippine market, Metro Manila alone, we're seeing approximately 700,000 of new supply going live year and year. So as developers ramp up construction of office towers across Metro Manila, not only in Metro Manila, provincial locations as well, product differentiation plays a crucial role in ensuring buildings are appropriate to the needs of the tenant, giving the increasing options in the market. Labor force is more discerning in choosing which companies to work in and type of workspace and is critical in attracting and retaining the best talent, especially millennials who are very discerning um, in choosing where they're going to work. Thanks, Chris. Um, I know that uh, a lot of uh, listeners uh, will really get a lot of um, advice and tips on, you know, how um, should they choose their next office space? Where should they locate? Uh, those are interesting insights that you've shared with us. But before we end this session, please give our listeners any final remark on the Philippines office market, especially now that uh, we are catching up in terms of uh, green and uh, sustainable uh, developments. Yeah, so thank you, Zoe. So going green in the Philippines is no longer aspirational. Requiring office spaces to be environmentally certified is necessary in return to the office, ensuring offices are healthy, safe, sustainable, and productive. So we have it now. So please choose green and sustainable. Thank you so much, Mary Chris, and I'm sure our listeners will have a lot to take away from your insights. Now, before we end this session, please do check Collier's third quarter property market reports covering office, residential, and retail segments. Our reports can be downloaded from our website. This has been Joey Roy Bondock, and we hope you'll join us in our next episode of Collier's Insights Podcast. Bye, everyone.